A dog barks when his master is attacked. I would be a coward if I saw that God's truth is attacked and yet would remain silent. John Calvin. And don't you ever say I did. This is my Bible. I am what it says I am. <laughs> well, it, there's probably a, a balance between. I believe you have to know Christ, but God is in hell. He is, and someone knows this for sure. All of mankind is going to end up somewhere in heaven. <laughs> my mission really is to just help people of faith, especially to re-examine this issue, to realize the church has got things wrong in the past. For those who are. God's by faith in his son. Corinthians, right? 2 Corinthians 3 7. Victory in the name which is above every name. There's no exception for rape or incest. Uh, it's an extreme law. And... Right now, bones, ligaments, tendons, in Jesus' name, get out here right now. So put your trust in the sovereign risen king Who doesn't owe you one cotton picking thing And yet he still promises to furnish his disciples But we take what he's created and we turn him into idols I'll never back down, so how can I keep it in? But you'll never see me preaching the sin of TBM Yeah, spirit and truth is worship viewing this chemistry But, but some are spewing distorted views of the Trinity Hey everybody, welcome back to The Fifth Seal, episode 39. I am your host, The Evangelical Norm. Uh, We are going to be back at it today with the uh, faith and beliefs portion of Saints Unscripted. So, again, for anybody new to the podcast uh, this year... The Master's Dog is a podcast I did, started out called Faith and Beliefs Refuted, when Saints Unscripted decided to do, formerly known as Three Mormons, they started a series called Faith and Beliefs, which they started with the Articles of Faith, and as they were doing it, I decided I was going to respond to each and every one of those, thus the name Faith and Beliefs Refuted, and in that, I, after a while, after a few episodes, probably 20-something episodes, I decided to branch that out into anything where God's Word is uh, challenged, attacked, uh, and I feel like it's a a necessary or a beneficial thing to respond to those uh, false teachers and false teachings. So that is the premise of the Master's Dog, to uh, 
you know, make some noise when, when God's word is challenged. And so we do that consistently with the uh, guys at Saints Unscripted with their Faith and Beliefs uh, series. So today we are going to get back into that. They took a week off. Uh, there was no Faith and Beliefs done. I believe there were two weeks where they didn't do a Faith and Beliefs episode. So I didn't do anything either. Took a couple weeks off for the Master's Dog. And... Um, so now we're back at it. So 2020, here we are. And we're going to start off with uh, another one that I, I really, if I hadn't made a commitment to respond to every single one of these, I would probably let it go. Because it's, again, as we get into the video and David starts to explain it, um, I think you'll, you'll understand why it really is, um, it's a, kind of a nothing thing. But, you know, he... I don't know if they're just searching for things to talk about or what. I mean, they're getting into some of the history that has been a challenge to Mormons in the past. Uh, but now with the, you know, it, it, before it was just, oh, no, that's false. It's wrong. Ignore it. Don't listen to anti-material. Now with the Internet uh, and the information so readily available, now they have to kind of explain it away. And they can't just say it's false. They have to address it. So that's what David is doing here. He's going to address it. So with that, we're going to go ahead and jump in. And we will take a look at this here. And we'll get going. The beginning of every Book of Mormon is the testimony of the three and the eight witnesses. The three witnesses claimed that an angel came down from heaven and he brought and laid before our eyes that we beheld and saw the plates and the engravings thereon. This is a big deal because previously Joseph had been commanded not to show the ancient Book of Mormon record to anyone. But suddenly these three witnesses and several others are all saying, yeah, they're real. We've seen them. What are we supposed to do with that? Did Joseph somehow trick them? Were they lying and co-conspirators with Joseph? Or could it be possible that they were just telling the truth? <laughs> you serious? In the next few episodes, we're going to take a closer look at each of the three witnesses, starting with a man named David Whitmer. Okay, here we go. David Whitmer was introduced to the prophet Joseph Smith in 1829 through Oliver Cowdery, who was a schoolteacher and Joseph's scribe. As persecution increased in Pennsylvania, Joseph and his wife moved into David's home in Fayette, New York, where Joseph finished translating the Book of Mormon. In June of the same year, the witnesses saw the plates. David Whitmer fell... I find it interesting because we've already done episodes on Joseph with the, uh, the translating, translating of the Book of Mormon. And we've seen uh, videos where they've talked about the fact that he put the stone in the hat and the hat in the stone. Um, so to show that video of him not doing that, again, it just has really nothing to do with the topic at hand. But uh, I found it interesting, to say the least. Fell away from the church in far west over disagreements with Joseph in 1838. He soon moved to Richmond, Missouri, where he operated a successful library stable. He was a member of the city council and was even elected mayor of Richmond. In 1884, the St. Louis Republican wrote, The honesty and excellent character of the Whitmer family are substantiated by the people of Richmond without exception. In 1847, a few years after Joseph died, David started an offshoot of the church, which quickly dissolved. He resurrected it in the 1870s, and he died in 1888. 
Throughout David's life, he went to great lengths to make it absolutely clear that his testimony of seeing the angel and the Book of Mormon plates was absolutely true. And you'll be able to read those later on in this video. Instead of grappling with his many, many statements, many critics of our faith attempt to brush them off by giving you reason to doubt his character or experience with whatever sources they can find, which aren't many. For example, you might run into this quote from David, If you believe my testimony to the Book of Mormon, if you believe that God spake to us three witnesses by his own voice, then I tell you that in June 1838, God spake to me again by his own voice from the heavens and told me to separate myself from among the Latter-day Saints. People often misunderstand this quote as David's saying that God told him to leave the church. But in context, we see that that's not at all what this quote is referring to. David was no longer considered a member of the church by April 1838 but he still lived with the saints in far west Missouri. Unfortunately, a vigilante group arose among the saints known as the Danites, led by a man named Samson Avard. I need to do an episode on them. Anyway, in yes, June 1838, Avard sent David a letter telling him to leave or else a more fatal calamity shall befall you. Leave this place or die. He's not claiming God told him to leave the church, but rather to leave town to escape Danite persecution. The quote holds no bearing on the validity of David's witness of the Book of Mormon. Another influential quote critic cite comes from a guy named John Murphy in which he calls into question the reality of David's witness. Again, what you don't hear is that when David heard about what had been published, he was livid and he published a response which you can pause and read. While some of the details of David's okay. Let's pause and read. Heard about what had been published, we he got was it. livid, and he published right, a response, okay. which you can pause and read. Okay, so let's pause and read. It having been represented by one John Murphy of Polo, Missouri, that I, in a conversation with him last summer, denied my testimony as one of the three witnesses to the Book of Mormon. To the end, therefore, that he may understand me now, if he did not then, and that the world may know the truth. I wish now, standing as it were, in the very sunset of life, and in the fear of God, once for all to make this public statement, that I have never any time denied that testimony or any part thereof, which has so long been published with that book as one of the three witnesses. Those who knew, know me best well know that I have adhered to that testimony, and that no man may be misled or doubt my present views in regard to the same. I do now again affirm the truth of all my statement, and then made and published... He that hath an ear to hear, let him hear. It was no delusion. What is written is written, and he that readeth, let him understand. Okay, so again, but this doesn't change the statement that what David said, um, and this is and this is what has been held forth multiple times by many people who challenge it. Now, personally, uh, I don't, I don't challenge the witnesses. It's as part as anything. And in reality, I, I spend a lot of time on Twitter and Facebook and other places uh, arguing for the um, fraudulent nature of the Book of Mormon, plagiarism, anachronism, so on and so forth. Uh, do I use that in, in public evangelism settings, anything like that when, when talking to uh, LDS people on the street? No. This is, this is not something we use um, to, I mean, to, to try to convince people to leave Mormonism. This just isn't. The gospel is what we use to convince people to, to leave Mormonism. We preach the gospel on the street. 
this is just random apologetic uh, interactions online and so on, debate uh, and and but backing up to the statement, John Murphy asked him what he saw, and he basically said, "So you saw nothing." And the, the response was nothing in the way you understand it. What has been widely held by people who challenged us is that they really did not physically see plates. What was said was that they saw them with the eye of faith. And so that being uh, taken and interpreted as they had a vision. An angel, supposedly. And, and, and again, I don't... I can't say whether or not they saw an angel or not. If they did, which I, I can believe to a point, it's demonic. It was a demonic angel, an angel of light, if you would, which is what was described by Joseph Smith initially in the introduction page, page of the Book of Mormon, that he was visited by an angel of light, which was later changed when somebody recognized the fact that it was exactly how Satan is described in the New Testament, that he is sometimes disguises himself as an angel of light. So I would, I would have no problem with the idea that a demonic apparition a demonic presence disguised as an angel appeared and showed them what they thought to be plates and that they are totally 100% honest in their their testimony that they saw something. Um, I don't believe that they hefted them. I don't believe that, that they felt or touched them, but I would believe that they saw something. Uh, so again, this is... But this is not something that we use as as apologists or evangelists or anything in in a major thing. It's it it's a pointless argument, is what it what it comes down to. It really isn't anything that is effective in uh, presenting. There are so many different things that that are far easier or relevant to discuss in the matters of. Book of Mormon, fraudulence, and so on. While some of the details of David's recollections varied slightly over the course of 60 years, his testimony of the angel and the plates is incredibly solid. He testified of its truthfulness after being tarred, feathered, and threatened by a mob at gunpoint. He testified of it on his deathbed, and the guy even had his testimony carved into his gravestone. So, he was either tricked, lying, or telling the truth. The witness of David and others is so strong that even some of the most popular antagonistic authors from Joseph's day until now seem convinced that the witnesses at least thought... Again, so here, hypnosis, mind, vision, hallucination, this is what, uh, this is what I would hold to. ...thought they were telling the truth. Their theories are that Joseph was a skilled magician or wizard, or Joseph hypnotized the witnesses or unconsciously induced hallucinations. Trust in or contrary to plenty of witness statements, the witnesses only imagined their experience, that it was a dreamlike vision and not physical reality. You're free to believe as you see fit. Personally, I just think he was telling the truth. Check out the links in the description for more info on this and enjoy this montage of statements from and about David Whitmer. Feel free to pause and read as many as you'd like. I've highlighted some of my faves. Okay, we will pause and read many of them. Um, there's a bunch of them here, so 
uh, again, what I think what happens is overload that people would get bored and not want to read anymore. So they're, yeah, whatever. We'll we'll look at them and probably won't look at every single one of them. I'm already 16 minutes into this video, so um, we probably won't. But here again, come back to the point. Whitmer left the LDS Church. Whitmer uh, separated, and and whether I'm, I'm assuming that if he left the church, that he lost his faith in the prophethood of Joseph Smith. Um, otherwise, if he believed that Joseph was a prophet, he would have stayed. Um, but he left. Whether his his testimony is valid or not, whether whatever, he still left the church. He. For whatever reason, the LDS Church was no longer true to him. Um, his testimony of the church was gone. He may have maintained his testimony of the Book of Mormon, but there are hundreds of different sects of Mormons that maintain a testimony of the Book of Mormon. The FLDS, the RL, excuse me, the RLDS, Community of Christ, so on. There are tons of people that the Mormons would consider apostate that hold to a testimony of the Book of Mormon. David Whitmer, to, to have one of your, and many, most of the witnesses, left the church. Whether they denied their testimony of the Book of Mormon or not is really irrelevant because of the fact that they left the church. The church that was based on and founded upon this uh, book that contained the fullness of the everlasting gospel, they did not believe was true. And they walked away. So if, if you're going to believe their testimony of the, the Book of Mormon, why would you not believe their testimony that the church was false when they left it? So let's look at a couple of these. My testimony to the world is written concerning the Book of Mormon, and it is the same that I gave at the first. It is the same I shall stand in my latest hour in life, linger, da-da-da-da-da. Let's look at the next one. My testimony of the Book of Mormon is true, and I am admonished neither to add nor to take for my testimony, blah, blah, blah. As you read my testimony, given many years, so see, I mean, they even go so fast that trying to stop and pause is difficult. Uh, so it stands in my own existence, the same when I gave it. The Lord called us as three witnesses to behold the vision of the angel, to bear testimony to the world that the Book of Mormon is true. Okay, I mean... Again, it doesn't matter how many people bear witness that it's true. When you look at the actual evidence that it is false, the testimony is pointless. I mean, there are people that testify to the fact that, um, I don't know, the Blair Witch was true. When, when that show came out, there were so many people that were absolutely convinced that this was real. And there are people that were te would testify to it. It doesn't matter how many people testify to it. It's false. So, again, if, of course, we were in the same spirit. We were in the spirit when we had the view. For no man can behold the face of an angel except in spiritual view. But we were in the body also, and everything was as natural to us as the time. The bright light enveloped us where we were, and that filled the woods as noonday. And there in the vision, in the spirit, we saw and heard it is stated. So again, he is actually making the statement that this is a supernatural vision. He's adhering to it. Everything that, that people, you know, whether, again, whether it's demonic, whether it's hypnosis, whatever it is, 
he is stating we were in the spirit when we hew because no man can behold the face of an angel except in a spiritual view. So, did they physically see plates really in front of them? I don't think so. I did see the angel as it is recorded in my testimony in the Book of Mormon. The book is true. It is recorded in America's Cyclopedia and the Encyclopedia Britannica that I, David Whitner, have denied my testimony as one of the three witnesses and that the two other witnesses, Oliver Cowdery and Martin Harris, denied their testimony to that book. I will once more say to all mankind that I have never at any time denied that testimony. Uh, blah, blah, blah. I also testify to the world that neither Oliver Cowdery or Martin Hebers ever did. They both died affirming the truth of the divinity, divine authenticity of the Book of Mormon. Divine authenticity. All right, commanding officer. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Confess to be a fraud. David Whitner hereupon lifted upon his hands and witnessed the man. Let them go. Okay. Um, I don't even know what that has to do with. Do, 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 do. Let's say deny the Book of Mormon. Okay. Testimony they gave to the mob made them fear and tremble. I escaped from them. Uh, blah, blah, blah. See, I'm, I'm even skipping. This, uh, this is the intention. There's so many of them that the intention is that you're not going to read them. You're just going to go, oh, the weight of it all. It's, it must be true. No. I don't care how many. If you, if, you, if you went on for hours and hours and hours and continued to draw these out, I mean, we could count. There's who knows. But it, the fact of the matter is the evidence points to the fact that the Book of Mormon is false. Again, it, what, it, what what's the quote? Uh, the truth is the truth, even if no one ever believes it. And a lie, and the lie, a lie is still a lie, even if everyone believes it. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> is I guess what I'm trying to say. Um, I'm trying to find the fix that out. So it doesn't matter whether Whitmer denied his testimony. What the fact of the matter is, there is so much evidence to the fact that the Book of Mormon is false, that the Book of Mormon is a fabrication of Joseph Smith's imagination, plus a whole lot of plagiarized portions of the Old and New Testament. So it doesn't matter if a thousand people testify that they saw the gold plates. Um, where are they? The, the, the convenience of the fact that the angel took them back to heaven. Why would he take them back to, to heaven or took them to heaven? Why? Why? There, I mean, we have so many manuscripts of the Old and New Testament and so on. It, the, the fa well, God wants us to believe by faith or God wants us to, to pray about. No, that's BS. That is, it's just bull. This, it is, it, it's brainwashing it's gaslighting it's whatever you want to call it but it is it is the manipulation of the mind to go you have to pray about it if you'll just pray about it and let the spirit manifest i did when i was young i prayed about it and i experienced what they said i should experience the burning in the bosom that I, it was testified to me that this book was true but then i had to look at the evidence and it doesn't matter what my feelings said the book is false 
the religion is false. The gospel is false. The Christ is false. The God is false. Everything goes against what the Bible reveals to us about God, Christ, and the manner in which we are saved. So I don't care how many people testify about it. It's pointless. It's meaningless. The 8, the 11, the 14 million members of the church today, it's meaningless when you look at the evidence and you see that the book is false and the religion is false. So I would say to my LDS friend, run, investigate and run, get away from this false religion because it is a gospel that cannot save. And to my, L- my, my Christian friend, my evangel, my evangelistic minded, evangelical Protestant Christian friend, brother search this use this information as you will but when you're in an in an invet any can't talk right now when you're in an evangelistic encounter with somebody when you're in a witnessing encounter with someone on the street don't use this don't go into the witnesses or any of that preach the gospel and it's what we say all the time. Preach the gospel. Talk to them about the person and nature of Christ. Talk to them about the nature of salvation by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone, according to scripture alone, to the glory of God alone. Use that, not this. And as always, preach the gospel at all times. Use words. They are necessary. And until next time, Soli Deo Gloria. Mm-hmm.